Hi, welcome to That's What She Searched. I'm Sarah, SEO manager at UTech. I'm here with Tara. Hey guys. Welcome back to the pod. Uh, today we're talking about bounce rate. So just to start out, bounce rate is basically a measurement of single page sessions on your website. So if a user comes to your site and they only visit that one page and then they leave, that's considered a bounce in Google Analytics. And let's talk a little bit about like expectations for bounce rate on your site. One of the concerns that we might hear a lot from is, oh, the bounce rate on this, this or that page looks high. Um, would you say that the expectations for what a healthy bounce rate might be depends a little bit on what type of site or what type of page the user's landing on? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that's important to kind of um, set your expectations in the right place when you are looking to make um, an analysis about the bounce rate on your website. Dig a little bit deeper and look what type of page it is. If it's a blog, it's obviously going to have a pretty high bounce rate. Most people aren't going to come to, you know, a article about a medical condition and then look to make an appointment on that specific website, for example, you know, um, whereas if you are clicking on a product page, people are more likely to engage with that, um, click around the website, hopefully go to the cart page and check out. Um, so the bounce rate on those specific types of websites or pages is going to be lower. So it really differs and depends on kind of what kind of page you're clicking on. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes back to user intent. Um, you know, if your website is serving up the kind of content that users are looking for, it's likely to have a lower bounce. Um, yeah. I think another thing that helps, like Tara mentioned, clicking around on the site, um, for example, on a product page, it's pretty likely if a person is like a little higher in the funnel that they might be clicking around and viewing like the whole collection or related products. So setting up internal links is one way that you can kind of help bring down your bounce rate a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are some other ways that you kind of like to implement onto your websites that help improve the bounce rate? Um, I think site speed is important. Um, if the page is taking too long to load, especially mobile users will leave pretty quickly. Um, yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think really, like you said, search intent is so huge, um, which we touched on in another episode that you can check out. Um, but really that you know, can play a huge factor in, in whether or not people are bouncing. Um, because if you are um, providing the right content, you are, you know, targeting your website around people that um, it suits best, hopefully they'll interact with your website and they'll go to different pages. But um, I think also maybe creating some attractive calls to action um, and buttons, and like you said, internal links can be awesome too. Yeah, good navigation can go a long way as well. Um, yes. If users can easily navigate the site, find what they're looking for, um, that'll help encourage them to stay a while, click around. And mm -hmm. um, another good tip is to break up your content if it's like a longer sure. article. Yeah, keeping like the paragraphs pretty short, making sure that someone who's on a mobile device can easily read and digest that information, um, whether that means using like infographics, bullet points, images, videos, other types of content as well. So it's not just a wall of text. Yes, absolutely. I think it's important to do the correct research when you're setting up web pages as well. What type of page are you set up? What type of 
layout or format is going to get users to convert the best. Like we said, it can differ from, from blog pages, <clears throat> break it up with images. If it's a product description or, I mean, sorry, a product page, that's obviously going to look different than like a service page um, or how people read that. Set up heat maps on your website or do A-B tests just to see kind of how people are interacting um, and get the base kind of knowledge from there. So, Absolutely. Um, I think one thing I've kind of played around with on a few sites as well is like moving like the order of your content around. So um, if a user comes to the page and you know that like, you know, a certain keyword or query generates a large amount of traffic to your site, but the answer to that question or the information for that query is halfway down the page or below the fold, moving that a little bit higher might help mm -hmm. keep that user from thinking, oh, this isn't what I was looking for and leaving the site. Yeah, so absolutely. keeping the relevant content higher up on the page. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk about kind of what this is going to look like in GA4. Um, or so, what it isn't going to look like. Yeah, true. <laughs> Yeah, um, so GA4 actually will not have a bounce rate metric or does not have a bounce rate metric, um, but they do have something else instead, right? Yeah, so it's called engagement or engaged sessions is what they're calling it. Um, so kind of to read a little snippet directly from the Google um, support website. It's a session is a collection of events that that a user triggers in a time frame. So um, engaged sessions are kind of defined as sessions that last longer than 10 seconds, have one or more conversion events, have two or more views. Um, so there are a few things that kind of make up what an engaged session is. Um, so it differs a little bit, but, and I think that overall it will provide some great insight to people that are analyzing the data on their website. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it pretty much captures like the same intention as a bounce rate. Um, like Tara said, 10 seconds or more on the site, if they view two or more screens or pages, so they, if they click on anything basically, or they had a conversion event, um, that counts as an engaged session. Um, so let's close out with a few more tips to keep users engaged on your site and what to do if you notice a high bounce rate. Um, is that always a bad thing, do you think? No, I don't. Um, you know, the example that I saw was a recipe page. When you are searching for a recipe, um, you're gonna click on that page and you're gonna scroll down to find the ingredients and then you're gonna click away. And that is a good user experience for that particular um, example. Um, so I think depending on what you're looking for, you might get what you need. That might be the point of the website. Um, That's a great example. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a recipe for lasagna, you're not necessarily clicking around that site yeah. to also find recipes for other things at the same time. You're just looking for that one recipe. You want to look at the ingredients. Maybe mm -hmm. you're at the store, <clears throat> got to grab what you need and then leave. So yeah. you're not necessarily clicking around that site or navigating around looking for anything else. Yeah. And I mean, the people that are writing recipes want to rank number one for that recipe. And hopefully that would, you know, lead the user to find what they want and leave, but hopefully it would also help them to get a little bit of brand awareness or mm -hmm. um, brand visibility. So um, hopefully in the future that leads to more traffic, but um, in the moment that's the user intent. And so it fits perfectly. Um, 
but also maybe like a product page might be a good example if you were running like Google shopping ads or something like hopefully, I mean, hopefully you would convert, but even like I said, just the brand visibility and things like that. Yeah, I agree. I think those are great examples. You know, Sarah mentioned uh, user experience, kind of getting people to, uh, you know, kind of click around on your website with internal links. Um, mentioned good site speed. Uh, what are some other user experience tips that we can give? Um, I would say staying away from too many distracting ads or pop-ups on your website. Um, that can lead to bounce rate increasing quite a bit. True. It's definitely a good thing to reduce if possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Pop-ups drive me insane. If a site has too many pop-ups, I'm out. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to be on that site any longer. Um, even if it's a deal that might save me money, the annoyance of it <laughs> overwhelms me. So there's some middle ground, I think too, as far as like making it really easy to close the pop-up, very obvious yeah, how to true. close it. That can help, yeah. um, kind of mitigate if, you know, you absolutely need to leave that pop-up there. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think leads to a high bounce rate or even just like a reduced amount of time that users spend on your site is if your 404 page doesn't have a way to lead users back mm -hmm. to another part of the site. Yeah. So again, like obviously you want all of your internal links to work. Um, but if for some reason, one of them is a dead link and it leads to 404 page, um, make sure that you're giving users a way to get back to, you know, oh, like this page isn't available, but click here to get back to the homepage or click mm -hmm. here to viewer collections or click here and lead to like your top 10 products or yeah. whatever, just give them a way to stay on the site instead of just no other recourse other than the back button in their browser yes. or exiting the page. Yeah. Even just having, you know, the site search bar mm. in, you know, good visibility, working well, provides good results from 404 page or just from the page that they land on. Yeah. Um, that could, you know, be a great way to keep them on their website and help them find what they're looking for. Definitely. I think also uh, making sure if your users are mostly coming from mobile, make sure you're capitalizing on that. Because if it's not a good mobile experience, but it's a great desktop experience, most of your users are mobile, it's not going to do any good and you're going to have a high bounce rate. That's a great point. Um, I also was going to mention external links. Um, if you have external mm -hmm. links on your website, make sure that they're opening in a new tab because yes. that's a great way to get users to bounce is yep. giving them a link to a different yes. site that and doesn't open in a new tab. And that's so easy to avoid. Yeah. Um, unless you're, I mean, this is an external link. One, I mean, yeah, this isn't an external link. One thing that drives me bonkers is on re restaurant websites when they have PDF menus that take you to a new tab. That drives me insane. I'm like, I don't want to be on this website anymore if this is the user experience that they're going to give me. That is like one user experience thing that drives me nuts. Um, and so please avoid doing that. Any Not to mention for like crawlability. I think it's better yeah. to have the menu items like in HTML. Um, yes, I agree. But Yes, that's one way to get me to bounce right away. I don't want to look at your PDF <laughs> menu. not coming to your restaurant. Especially because most of those are on, I mean, I would assume that most of like restaurant um, users on websites are mobile. mobile. Yeah. And that just makes it even worse. I'm passionate about it. 
Um, any other tips for lowering bounce rate? I think one thing that you might keep in mind is um, there's like rare cases where maybe Google gave your page as a result for something that honestly it shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. um, so even though you might be doing all the right things, targeting the right intent, um, make sure that you're periodically checking the SERPs for that page or the SERPs that that page is, is ranking for and see, you know, if maybe there's a different keyword that you want to try targeting because it might just be that like the Google algorithm hasn't, it's very good at what it does obviously, but hasn't maybe quite caught on to like yeah. what a user's looking for with that specific query. Mm -hmm. And they're just sending the wrong users to your site. Yeah. And hopefully over time, Google would learn. They already have gotten great at this, yeah. especially with like, the update that happened a couple of years ago that improved on like um understanding natural language mm -hmm. and hopefully this should improve you know bounce rates on sites like that and sites and stuff like that but um yeah hopefully over time google would see okay these people aren't getting what they want by clicking on this result and stop showing it which should hopefully provide your website with higher quality traffic and the user with higher quality results I agree. I think also um, giving users a very clear way to convert. I think Tara talked a little bit earlier about CTAs, um, but making it easy and clear for a user to engage with your site. Um, because if they yeah. can't find like where to book an appointment or how to contact you or where to add to cart, mm -hmm. um, they're much more likely to bounce. Yeah, for sure. Um, Apple Pay makes this very easy. <laughs> Apple Pay is so dangerous for me when like product pages have Apple Pay. I'm like, oh, it's so easy. I'll click two buttons and I'll buy it and it'll be shipping to my house tomorrow, you know? Um, so that's a, yeah. an example of how to make it really easy for people to convert to. Amazon does it too with the one click Yes, <laughs> buy now. Oh my gosh, it's, it's so dangerous. Well, we hope this provided you with some good insights about bounce rates, how to measure it, how to reduce it, um, and we'll catch you on the SERPs. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. <laughs> doing great. We're doing great. Slaying this. <laughs> um. <laughs>